Right. I guess she's not able to say hello. <laughs> Hi, I'm sorry. I'm on mute. I'm about to walk across the street, and I can't see my phone screen in the sun. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. unmute myself. <laughs> All right. I'm just getting to my car where I can sit and focus. Okay, great. Well, let's take that breath of love and gratitude together and be so grateful and so thankful that love is all that there is. Love is all that we are, and we are united in this field of love. Hmm. Taking this breath of love and gratitude, we join together in recognizing I am that I am, and I am one with the I am presence of every being. We are one with the higher Holy Spirit self and all that is holy. So grateful in this moment of the new moon. We're grateful and thankful to energize our intention, our aspiration to be loving, to be kind, to be awake and aware. So grateful for all of the many blessings that flow in our lives. So grateful for our calling, so grateful that we have answered that call. In grace and gratitude, we share the blessings with everyone we come in contact with. We share the blessings with all of our clients, and we are grateful to know the truth that sets us all free. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Yes, indeed. So this time is for you and your questions, your sharing. I'm signing up for financial freedom again. I mean, not (laughs) the boot camp (laughs) again. Good for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Did you do everything in the workbook? I don't think so. Probably not everything in the workbook. I I can't can't put my hands on the workbook yet, but I probably didn't do everything. Yeah, so, um, well, great. That's an opportunity for you to uh, to go back to that. How wonderful. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I'm thinking. Are you there? Yes, I oh. am. So you, you can do that through um, just the repeat, you know, sign up for the repeat. Yeah. Can, I, can I make two payments rather than one payment? Well, you know, to do the repeat, it's just $22 a month. Oh, 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 oh. I was thinking I had to pay 200 and some dollars. Yeah, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, okay. $22 a month to okay. do that repeat. Yep. I was thinking of, of paying the whole thing at once. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. All right. That's okay. I mean, I can always make more payments if I want to. Yeah, that's it. You can do it all in a month or however you like to do it. And yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Yeah, and I'm going to do a bonus class on Thursday. Uh, so... Everyone who's in that repeat will get that bonus class as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Jennifer, have you moved away from the evergreen model, or will it continue to be evergreen? Yeah, no, it's going to stay evergreen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think those videos are really helpful to people. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yep, and then they can go at their own pace through the curriculum and have the sacred circle. I really think it's, uh, it, well, it's quite a bit more than uh, the way I used to offer it. So I, I think it's more helpful to people. Hmm. 
So you you won't do a weekly call with them other than the um, uh, sacred circle, right? Right. The curriculum, yeah, the class is already there for them to download in the Evergreen site. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they've got all those transcripts and all those classes. Mm-hmm. And um, those classes never varied that much anyway. So, yeah, this way they get they can work it at their own pace. And they've got me live every week to ask questions of. So I, I think it's a more effective model. Yeah, because sometimes in the moment people might not ask in class. Mhm. Mhm. Exactly. They might be more willing after they've digested it or you know worked with it a little bit. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. So, do you either of you have any questions or anything you'd like to share? Well, you know, I have um, uh, a question, I guess it's a question. Uh, I have this client, and I swear, this person, I, 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 think, he, he know, I think he knows more than I know, you know. <laughs> you know, and sometimes I, I just, um, he's, mm, I can't think of anything, any particular thing at this moment but he seems, he, I mean, he seems to know more than I know. You know, it looks like he's studied more or something. I don't know. Um, what do you do? Have you ever had a person like that? Well, what do you think? Well, I think most people may have had a person like that. Um, somebody who just, and, you know, who just seems to know more or may know more. I mean, you know, maybe he's there for my growth. You know, that's the only thing I can think of. So your question is, what do you do about that? Well, yeah, I guess so. Do I mean, what is there to do? I don't know what there is to do. You know, you just keep moving on where you can move on. So, Amina, what do you think about that? What if you had a client that you felt had a... Are you saying that they know more intellectually or their consciousness is more open than yours? Well, probably... Yeah, okay. Maybe it is a consciousness thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. Consciousness in terms of their growth or whatever, or what seems to be their growth. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Barbara, is he... um is he um, outwardly, overtly saying that he knows more, or is that a sense that? No, you're this feeling? is me. No, this okay. is me. Okay. Um, are do you feel that you have helpful um, comments and insights for him? Uh, well, uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, sometimes I wonder, but he always seems to think so. So okay. I have to assume that I do, you know, rather than yeah. looking at, at what, what I'm thinking, which is not always correct thinking. Uh, well, so I have to, well, yeah, you know, I have something that, you know, he keeps coming back. Right. Yeah, you're, you have something to offer him, and, um, and you, you know, just keep trusting that. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes up that you feel that he knows more than you when you've when you have that sense, you know, you're making a comparison and yeah. that's a judgment and, you know, <laughs> and, um, you know, how does it make you feel and what happens when, when that, when you have that experience? Mm-hmm. Well, are you, are you asking me that? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I have to just go back to, um, really believe in that what I'm what I am offering is is what he's asking for or is what he feels he needs at the time. Mhm. And just um you know just put put that other 
to the side and put it on the holy fire. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, but what is it what it, what happens in your mind or what does it feel like when you have that when you're having a session with him and you're like, Oh crap, I you know he, well, he you know, I may have a sudden, I may have a sudden feeling of, oh my God, um, hmm. Then what do you do? Uh, uh, nothing. I do nothing. Um, I just it, whatever I feel the situation calls for. If it, I'll ask him to explain more, or or it, it, maybe more explanation may or may not be necessary. It just depends. Mm-hmm. Um. On you know on whatever the situation is, but I just um, listen. I listen yeah. to what he has to say. You know whatever that is, and 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 make I make an effort to listen, mm-hmm. and to block out whatever else is trying to come in. I, I'm interested in what he has to say because it may be something that I need to hear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I I I can understand, you know, having that sense of of like maybe somebody knows more, maybe I don't think I know the answer, but you know, we are there to support each other in remembering and it's sometimes so much easier for you to see it for him than it is for him even though he has the consciousness. I know for myself, you know, I could see it for somebody else and so much more clearly then mm-hmm. I can answer my own concern, especially, you know, if I'm really, mm-hmm. really in it. And so that's what why I was asking you. Um, I love what you said because it was really helpful. But I, what, what I was really asking you was um, what do you do with it um, when you go down that road, when you have the thoughts that I don't know? Do you, mm-hmm. you know, do you, do you run with that or do you just, Shifting. No, I can't afford to do that at that time. You know, I'm, I'm no, not. I know. But after the fact, even like, well, like it's after on the your fact, mind, I don't. You know, I really like, haven't spent a lot of time on it because okay. I don't want to go down that road. Uh, you know, I, the guy's talking to me for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, and he has I a message for you. Huh? He has a message for you. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, because all of our all of our clients, every you know interaction we have, whether it's a prayer call or a counseling call or any kind of girlfriend call, there's there's always some message for both of us, right? We all benefit yeah. from mm-hmm. that exchange. Yeah. Mhm. I would think so. Mhm. Yeah, I would think so. Mhm. Well, cool. and. When we are in a class or a session, so for instance, right now, I don't feel that my purpose here is to talk to you. Even when I teach a class, I do not feel that my purpose is to talk to someone. And it's it's not even to talk with someone, though I might use the language of dialoguing or talking with. It's really to, as the Course would say, to join with someone. Mm-hmm. To be mm-hmm. the two or more who are gathered. Mm. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and so regardless of whether or not your client might have mm-hmm. a deeper practice or a more expansive awareness than you, they're looking to join with someone. Mm-hmm. And so when we move into that space of joining with someone, we're there to be the open door. Yeah. To be that place of consciousness that is the expanded mind. So... When there's that fear, I understand that. You know, I talked about that in the training about how I used to sit there sometimes when I first started out and people would begin talking about things that I had no idea what to say to them. So I would literally just say, Jesus, help me, Jesus, help me, Jesus, help me, Jesus, help me. Yeah. Because, you know, in my mind, because I, I of my personality, 
was uh, unexperienced in, 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 in what to say. However, the higher self knew exactly what to say. So mm-hmm. through that experience mm-hmm. of feeling inadequate, of feeling out of resources, I had to turn to the one source. Mm-hmm. And that taught me, literally, that experience, having that experience a few times, taught me there is an unlimited source and supply of insight, wisdom, clarity, mm-hmm. and all good of God, and it will never desert me. Oh, my. That's great. Exactly. And, you know, I was kind of talking about this in the radio show today. So I was talking about how in, and I really encourage you to listen to this. I was talking about how if you, and the the topic title today was um, There's Nothing Wrong With You. So I was talking about how if you're feeling a lack and you're thinking, oh, I have to make this work, I have to make the money, I have to make myself feel better, I have to make this person feel better, or whatever it is that we think we have to make it happen, then the reason we feel that is simply because we've disconnected from the source and we're not allowing the flow to happen. So now Mm. we're on our own, we're separate, we have to make something happen. Mm, Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's, it's beautiful that you're having this experience, Barbara, because you're, it's terrifying when we think we have to make things happen. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Deep down, the ego knows that it can try to make something happen in the world mm-hmm. of form, but it will never be able to bring forth a healing. It will never be able to bring forth abundance. It will never be able to bring forth wisdom. The ego knows that. So it, it's it's always going to be terrified at the sense of lack. Mm-hmm. It's always going to feel inadequate, and everything the ego does is to try and cover that up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, it's it's a good thing that we feel afraid that that lightning bolt of <gasps> I don't have it comes through us because then we we are propelled to to stop thinking we have to figure it out and make it happen, and we can mm-hmm. realize oh I just I that lightning bolt of separation just went through me to remind me I've disconnected. Hmm. I'm thinking I'm on my own here, and I have to figure it out. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's why Scrooge dances around on Christmas morning going, I don't know anything, I don't know anything, because he's finally given himself permission to stop thinking he knows everything already or he should know everything, and now Uh. he can actually be free to tap into the unlimited supply of wisdom. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I pretty much um have to do that. I I've been pretty much doing that with the uh um you know, in the sessions because right. I, that's what I'm feeling. You know, I don't know what to say. <laughs> you know, and I just hand it over. Mhm. What's he teaching you? Yes. Mm-hmm. What is he teaching you? Seriously. Well, mm, he's teaching. I think that's part of it that I that I don't have to know it all. You know, I don't. It's, and I really don't. If I just stay, sit there, and be interested, listen, pay attention. Mm-hmm. And just try to connect, and uh, and somehow, whatever words are needed, they come. I don't understand them sometimes. How could, how could that help anybody? <laughs> but somehow, it it makes a difference. It seems to. 
Yeah, and, and it's wonderful to be residing in a place. It really is wonderful to be residing in the place of I myself can do nothing. And mm-hmm. it's for me, it's I myself need do nothing. Yeah, I need do nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm available and I'm allowing and it yeah. will be done as me and through me. Yes. I'm just sitting there. I'm just a vessel. Mm-hmm. Yes, but oh. the thing is, is, if you are an inactive vessel, mm-hmm. then you're not doing your job. So that's the thing is, we're the vessel, but we're we're prayed up, we're focused, we're not distracted, we're paying attention, we're listening yeah. deeply, we're totally available, and so we're not just a piece of um, yeah. pottery. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Got it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how wonderful for you. Yeah, thank you. Apparently, just the, the perfect thing for you to uh, discover your depth. Yeah, I know you told me to um, to do more inner work, sit uh, in the silence more. Mhm. Yeah, and I've been doing that. Uh, Although I have, I don't think I've been making a lot of progress. Um, although I think one time I got something that I needed, but I said, "Oh, it's too slow coming out." You know, I, I never know if I'm going to get anything or not because I only got it. I got it one time. I allowed it one time that I was able to get and understand, and that was the first time because I think I've been too fearful to do that. So who is it that's too fearful to do that? Is it, is it you that's, or the ego? Yeah, well, it is the ego. That's that other part that's that's fearful. Yeah, it is. It is. But I've allowed that to, uh, you know, to be in charge. And I and so I, I you know I, I really I, I just feel so strongly that uh, uh, that really is my next step and that's what I want just to um, develop that interior of who I am I, I just I can't wait I I uh, it just feels so important and something so rich and useful to me and I'm just you know ready to uh, have that happen, to just live from that place. I mean, to get answers um, from there rather than the others, you know, getting them from the ego hasn't worked. But, um, I mean, it is familiar. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to take up all the time here. Anybody else like to share something? I think it's just you and Barbara, Amina. Okay, hold on one sec. Um. Hmm. It's kind of a a quiet time in my seeing clients, which is, you know, it's okay because there's a lot going on in my life. <clears throat> but I would be, you know, open to seeing more people. I'm open to accept new clients. Um Gosh, there was something I don't, I don't really know what I want to say, except for. Well, I guess what I want to say is that um, 
I'm really interested in leaving behind, releasing all of the patterns of feeling not enough and that I'm not ready to do this work or that, excuse me, that that I'm just, uh, you know, and again, it's comparing to other people or other teachers or counselors. Um, really interested in letting that go right now. Well, it seems like a similar issue to what Barbara's experiencing. Yeah. So what would make you more ready? More ready than I think I am? Yep. Well, that's a great question. I think um, it's really more of a mindset and continuing, obviously continuing to do the work and not thinking, oh, I'm done and I know it all, but trusting that I am prepared and, as Barbara was saying, I I can sit and really be open and available to divine wisdom to, to come through, to let spirit work through me and not thinking that I need to know everything and and really knowing that it's not coming from me. Mm-hmm. And really knowing that. And I think, you know, that's the trick is that you get caught up in the ego mindset and, and then you start to forget. Mm-hmm. Like it's not me that's doing the talking or the healing or the whatever, it's all spirit. Mm-hmm. And trusting myself and just, you know, believing in myself. Just right. To know that I can, that I can do that effectively if I intend it fully and allow it. Well, do you think it has anything to do with desire? Mm -hmm. (laughs) What do you mean? Well, there are things that we do in our life um, because we think we have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are things that we do in our life because we feel a call to do it, we feel a desire to do it. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's interesting because what I'm facing right now is that I do have this deep desire, this deep calling, but, you know, I'm rejecting the answered prayer because I'm afraid. And what is it that you're afraid of? That I don't know or that I'm not ready or that I'm not good enough or experienced enough or whatever. Why is that a frightening thing? (laughs) Probably because it's a lie. (laughs) So why would that lie catch your attention? It's a distraction. Why are you interested in being distracted? I'm not. (laughs) I'm not anymore. Why were you? You know, I think some of it is um, habitual patterns mm-hmm. that we haven't been willing to break or have felt we don't know how to break. A lack of trust. Yeah, lack of trust, yeah. 
Yeah, and you know, and sometimes I'm, I'm, afraid to hope that something you know so wonderful could, at least for me, mm-hmm. can I do this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Amina. No, it's okay. And there's a lot of times for me, um, Jennifer knows so well, it, it comes down to not surrendering, not letting go, and not trusting, and not allowing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so how do we fall into that mindset? a feeling like we're not qualified or we can't do it or something's missing. How do we fall into that mindset and travel down that path and and stay there? How does that happen? Because this is what happens with your clients. So it's really good for you to observe it in yourself. Yeah. Mm. So it's, you know... It's um, we're definitely going to have thoughts that are negative and limiting, but it's whether we choose to energize them, align with them, believe them, follow them, cultivate them, instead of releasing them and shifting them. So you know, yeah, things are going to pop into your mind, but we don't have to grab onto them. Yeah, so anything that we grab onto that's not true or painful, there's something there for us to examine and to look at. And even though it's painful, it we know it. We've all we've dealt with it for so long. Mm-hmm. You know. Mhm. It's always been there. This is the way to go. This is the way I've always gone. Mhm. And 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 I'm asked now to do something different, something I don't, I'm not sure I understand, um, but definitely different. I don't know how this is going to work. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing about doing this kind of counseling work is it really is, it's an adventure. Yeah. And... We're exploring in consciousness, and in the world of forms or in the world of thought in a certain way, there's no way for the ego to be prepared. So, for instance, if you're a math teacher and you're going to walk into a classroom of third graders that you've never met before in your life and you're going to teach them about algebra, the laws of algebra are not going to change. What's different in that classroom is the kids in that classroom and everything that they bring to that moment. Mm -hmm. But algebra is algebra. They're not going to be asking you questions about algebra that you can't answer. They're not going to be in any way, shape, or form uh, bringing you something about algebra that you wouldn't be able to know and understand. However, uh, when you're a, a counselor, the same thing applies, okay? The same thing applies in the sense that in terms of consciousness, And knowing the truth, your client is not going to be able to bring you anything for which you are unprepared. Mm. If, If you're anchored in your loving, compassionate heart and you are willing to know the truth, they cannot bring you anything for which you are unprepared because the truth, compassion, love, will cut through any appearance. It always wins out. But if in your mind you believe the truth is not enough, 
Compassion is not enough. Willingness is not enough. Love is not enough. Well, then you've got a a challenge. You might be unprepared. Mm. You might not know what you're doing. If you're placing your faith in your personality, in information and intellectual understanding, you will be unprepared. Mm-hmm. And you will always be unprepared, no matter how much you study and learn. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the intellect is always unprepared for a revelation of truth in a, in the sense that the 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 intellect is the toy of the ego. And so the easiest thing in the world for the ego to do is to say you don't know enough. You haven't had enough experience. And this is why, really, I think one of the best things that I can teach anyone is to turn and to face that and say, none of that matters. I am willing to be fully present. I am a vehicle for God's love to shine through in such a way that there will be absolute clarity and pristine awareness. So no matter what ego identification I might have before this session starts, it will be gone. It will be eliminated from my attention and my awareness while I'm in this session. I'm going to be that pure, perfect, placid lake for the love of God to reveal itself to this client and to me. Mm-hmm. And no other thing can occur during the time that we're together. And to take a stand. So you see, this is the thing that doing this work teaches us is how to take that stand and stay in it. I'll never forget one time Kathy McNamara said to me, that um, Kathy McNamara is the head of the practitioner corps for Agape Amina. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we were, I don't know, we were doing something together. We used to hang out and do go to the movies and do different things together. And um, she said to me that a practitioner said to her um, that someone was having a conversation with her, uh, with the practitioner or him, whoever it was, and uh, let's just say that the practitioner's name is Bob. So she said. So Kathy said to me, Bob. Bob said to me that he was in this circumstance with his friend, and uh, his friend brought up this issue. And so Bob said, so I put my practitioner hat on and I, I talked to my friend about whatever it was that was going on with them. And I laughed and I said, oh. Did, does Bob take his practitioner hat off? Yeah. <laughs> Does he walk around, oh, the hat's on, hat's off, hat's on, hat's off. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, how do you take your consciousness off? Yeah. And put I it back it. on again? Mm-hmm. You see? So this is what we're training our mind to do. So when the... Um, and I was just talking about this with Venerable because in the in the Buddhist training they talk about the Mara, M-A-R-A. And the Maras are like the ego representatives that create confusion. And we were talking about how the Maras are very busy right now trying to create confusion because there's so much light coming in. The Maras are up to their eyeballs and work to do because things are becoming clearer and clearer. So the Maras are having to work harder and become craftier. And, um, of course, they're not going to win because they don't have any power except the attention that we give them and the, the belief in them that we have. So that's the thing is the ego has...
has no power at all, but it can seem to have power when you agree with it. Yeah. So this is, you know, as counselors, we're training ourselves not to agree with it. Yeah, and you know what? Sometimes we do better than others. And from that we learn. And from that we yeah. learn. So that's why it's all good. Because when we learn from it, then we've got something more to share. Thanks. This is really helpful. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's really, it's, it's, it's not about how do you get to that consciousness. It's how do you... Stop thinking that you're not there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. So the way is, the way to stop thinking that you're not there is to recognize that in the past, prior to this very moment, you have valued the idea that you're not there. Mm Mm-hmm. Why would you value that idea? Well, if you have some core belief that says that something, (laughs) that you're not worthy of that or something like that, are you not capable? Yeah, and I think there's also more practical reasons. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, at least in my experience, because I used to think I'm not there. I used to think I have to learn more or know more. But oh, well, yeah. Huh? That's always there. Mm-hmm. have to learn more, know more. Yeah, but I don't feel that way anymore. Okay. I don't, and I haven't felt that way in a long time. Mm-hmm. I feel completely and utterly qualified to speak and teach and share from where I am. And the reason is, is because I am not judging myself. Okay. Yep. You, you know, and I, I have conversations with Venerable and other people who have very expanded minds, and I don't think, oh, my God, they know so much more than me. I think, oh, my God, there's so much more expansion coming my way. There's, wow, I can talk to this expansive being and connect mm-hmm. with them and join with them and feel the expansion. Wow. A lot of the time when the Venerable is speaking or someone else is speaking that is speaking from a great expansion that I'm not familiar with, I I just open my mind. I didn't even try to, to figure out what they're saying. I just allow my mind to vibrate to it in order mm-hmm. to remember it and to uh, be in that resonant coupling with them that you've heard Venerable talk about. So thinking that you don't have what it takes, that you're not qualified, there's some reason why you would rather play small. Mm -hmm. Feeling small, playing small appeals to you. In my personal experience, it's always because I've given myself permission to think unkind thoughts towards myself or other people. And so my vibration is lowered. I don't feel deserving of the light that I am. And that doesn't happen to me anymore. Hmm. But it used to happen all the time. Because if you're joyfully dedicating your life to be of service and to be in that flow of love, how could you ever be in a place where you shouldn't be? 
I had um, that just reminds me. I I was in New York a couple of weeks ago, and um, I was at this uh, trade show convention thing, and those things are always like fear of missing out, FOMO. Like there's so many things going on, and every day I just kept telling myself all day long, I'm exactly where I need to be in every moment, Mm -hmm. and. It was so supportive, and I really found myself having experiences and encounters and exchanges that I couldn't have planned that were amazing and better than I could have imagined. And mm-hmm. and I had to keep telling myself that even when I was walking down the streets of Manhattan and going like, oh, am I going the right way? It's hot. Am I doing – I should have gotten in a cab. It's like, you know, there's so many choices in every moment. And I just had to keep trusting that even when it looked like I might have made a bad move, it was still mm-hmm. all good. And it was such a great trip. It was an amazing trip. And I had so many just outstanding experiences. What a great example. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, it was really uh just to share a little bit more on that even to the point where I had gone to this one party and it was really packed when I walked in and I saw the people that I needed to see immediately and then mm-hmm. it was so crowded I couldn't move and I couldn't get to the person that I wanted to talk to and then I was just like I'm going to leave and I'm going to go meet Mike, you know, Mike from uh, practitioner Jennifer. Um, I'm going to go meet Mike. He's waiting for me. And I got with him, and we walked up into this restaurant, and there was a guy I used to work with um, here in L.A., and I hadn't seen him since he left, like, six or seven years ago. And he was just standing right there. (laughs) And I just walked up to him, and he's like, what are you doing here? (laughs) How perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Mm Mm-hmm. So, again, what is it that is happening in your mind that's trying to come into your awareness that says you're not prepared, that you need to do something more? What's that about? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, um, no, I think it's just a, a hideous pattern. It's fear and it's it is playing small it's not you know being willing to recognize it I think some of it is also that I'm not making the most loving choice for myself I'm being unkind to myself Mm -hmm. and you know that's another habit I'm really really ready to heal yeah I'm so sick of that See, and sometimes what we need to do is, as Venerable says, use the fear like a trampoline. (laughs) (laughs) It's to realize that when we're clearing out old patterns, when we're on the downside of the spiral, that we're remembering how painful it is to live in this pattern. And that memory, that contrast, is what becomes the energetic that propels us to more clarity. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that happened to me. I'm still working on things with my daughter, and uh, she was gone for a couple of weeks. And my tendency is to go back to old stuff and just get scared and not knowing what she's doing and because I didn't talk to her every day. And then there came a point where I said, no, no more, no more. I can't live in fear anymore. And I just made a switch. And she seems fine. She's fine. But I had to keep going back and going back and going back. But it, you know, yeah. That's how we learn. We can learn from the pain pushing us. And if the pain is pushing us, it doesn't mean that we're bad. 
It just means that's how we're choosing to learn in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's painful to be imagining that things we don't want are happening. Mm-hmm. Or keep going back to the past. You know, because that happened in the past, it has to happen now. It's not true. No, that's right. This is a new moment right here, right now. It's a new moment. Yep. And that's where the power is. That's the choose again. Yeah. Yeah, that's why becoming so sensitive to the discomfort is really helpful. Um, Jennifer, along those lines, well, first, I just want to say, Barbara, that was so beautiful what you just said. It really helped me a lot. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. I have this at work, and I'm just like, well, it's not the way it used to be, and I'm just finally getting to, like, it doesn't have to be the way it used to be. It's not going to be the way it used to be. And I can, you know, I can make a shift in how I think about it. That's right. And um, but I ha- there's a lot of a lot of grief that. I'm not always allowing. And part of me just doesn't know, you know, what to to do with that, you know. There's just, you know, the end of my marriage and and all of the extended family. It's it's my father-in-law's 80th birthday today. And it just hit me, you know, like, you don't just dissolve your family because you're not going to be married anymore. Aren't they still your family, though? Yeah, they are, but... Mm-hmm. It's just hard to know, you know, how to work with that and just like inform and uh but I, I really I really got today that and I already, I already knew, you know, of course I'll always love them and I know they love me. But there's just there's a lot of sadness. You know, it's just at this shift we worked together so long and Yeah. And uh So, yeah, between that and, you know, my work thing, it's just there's a lot of grief. There's a lot um, that needs to be dealt with. And I don't, you know, I don't want to fall apart. What might help you? And that would also increase your counseling skill? Is uh, I never read it, but I know that um, people I respect said that the best book they knew about grief was one that's called The Courage to Grieve. Okay. And so you might take a look at that. It's a small book, The Courage to Grieve. I don't remember the author. And... You might remember uh, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross had the stages. Yes. Fear, denial, 
So to look at those stages, you know, fear, denial, anger, acceptance. I can't remember. There's one more. I think there's a bargaining. Bargaining, okay. So you might, what I feel for you could be helpful is to do some writing about these stages. Okay. And how your thought patterns are showing up as these different stages. So in terms of both your marriage and your changes at work, Thank you. Yeah. And what is the hardest part in terms of grief? What what makes the the grief experience so painful? I think it's um not allowing it. Mm resisting it because, you know, resistance is guaranteed suffering. I know that. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not or applying it. I'm not allowing it. <laughs> just letting go, maybe. That's the hard yeah. Sounds like the hard part to me. It's turning yeah. to loose. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, you know, it's 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 not uh it's not practical. <laughs> you know? I can't I can't just uh cry all the time or whatever, you know. I've have appearances of responsibilities commitments here. Right. But uh, you know, sure. I cry at work I cry at work every day, you know. I'm always I'm always crying at my desk or I was crying getting coffee this morning, thinking about my father in law. <laughs> what what was the thought that you had you crying? Um, I, it was what I shared earlier, just, you know, feeling sad and missing them. And well, these are really important patterns to look at. The missing them. And where do you have choices? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really challenging when you love someone and you're not allowed to see them. That's yeah. Right, and I I could see them. I could see them if I wanted to. Have you seen them since you made the decision to separate and divorce? Um, I haven't seen them since, oh, I think probably 4th of July last year, I think. I don't think I've seen them since last summer. Is that pretty unusual for you? Yeah. Well, I think people who are divorcing are learning new ways to divorce and what being divorced means and how it impacts relationships and family and I think that's part of your discovery. Yeah. Yeah. And really paying keen attention to Amina about what you would like and what you're choosing. 
And is there any discrepancy between what you'd like and what you're choosing? Are there any shoulds operating in there? And, and this might be a great thing to talk about with Juan. Yeah, I, I I have no doubt that they would welcome seeing me. It's just it's awkward, and uh, it just. It, Are you so, willing to work at the level of the mind to dissolve that awkwardness? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I just think you know I hadn't seen them because it was just. It was too challenging to. I just needed some distance. Say that last part again. I needed some distance. Yeah. Well, I feel that you're going to keep learning a lot and that you'll have a lot to share with people who come to you who are going through this. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. It's is friendship a possibility at some point in the future? I don't know oh, you know, Juan and I are getting on very well. You know, we have a very cordial relationship. I just haven't, and I've seen him a few times, I just haven't chosen to go to family gatherings or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those, they weren't my favorite when we were married, but... <laughs> Um, it just it hasn't felt comfortable to do that, but I know that I could do that. Mm, yeah. Well, looking at the way your mind is working with um, these thought forms that create the experience of grief is going to be really helpful to you. Mm. And I understand that it takes great willingness. And I really have come to learn that willingness is another name for courage. Mm. (laughs) And that courage is not that we don't feel afraid. It's that we're willing to move from the desire of our heart rather than to let the fear be in charge, let the intellect be in charge. So it's a a shift in mindset. And so it's all around you in your life now. So it must mean, Amina, that you're ready to do it. Yeah, it's it's everything. It's every, everything. Apparently. And I asked for it all. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, I am going to pray us out. I'm very grateful to join together with the two of you. Thank you. Yes. Oh, so we take a breath of love and gratitude together. So grateful for our communion, so grateful for our companionship in this journey of awakening, this journey of loving ourselves free, this journey of waking up. So grateful and so thankful to allow ourselves to have a healing and to be a healing presence in our very own lives, in our families, in our relationships, in our workplace. 
so grateful that we're training ourselves to remember the truth that sets us free. So grateful that that remembrance is awake in us, and it always will be. So we're grateful and thankful right now to honor and recognize the truth and to share the benefits with everyone. So grateful to bless all of our clients and to know that God has called us and we are qualified. We're grateful and we're thankful to allow our own healing to continue and to be. In gratitude, we know it's done. And so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jennifer. Yes. I love you. I love love you. you. Be well. Okay, you you too. Bye-bye. The moderator has left the conference.